Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Officer Dave, Tevin Pittman, and Andy Brampernard. And uh, we're going to have Josh Arnold calling in, correct? Uh, show yeah. up when he shows up, basically. Yeah, we're just waiting for him to uh, pull click up his email and click the link. Mm-hmm. All right, get off your ass, Josh. What the <laughs> hell? Let's go. Well, in the interim, I can uh, relay a story about Jimmy Fallon. Okay. It's a personal thing. So we talk about how, you know, Jimmy Fallon's a drunk and that sort of thing. <laughs> That's real so it's always kind of like, you know, I don't actually have any connection to Jimmy Fallon at all. I've never watched him and I don't really know anything about him. I understand he's one of the more mild, like less uh, politically partisan right. talk show hosts. Yes. So, you know, that's respectable. But the association I have with him is so one day I go to bed and at like six o'clock in the morning or something, Melissa gets up, which, you know, it's not super uncommon. We go to the bathroom or whatever and I fall back asleep. And then about an hour later, um, I get woken up by Melissa standing at the bed with a book called Your Baby's First Word Will Be Dada by Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. And that is how she told me that we were going to have Ethan. Really? Yep. Oh, Ethan. So the Jimmy Fallon connection I have is learning that Ethan existed. See? So it's always like, you know, I don't want to talk too bad about him, even though he had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Well, he's a nice enough guy, I will tell you. I, I've never met him in person, talked to him on the phone a couple of times, and he, he was always very pleasant. I don't know. I, I've never understood that theory anyway, because Johnny Carson made it a point to never, ever get political. Yeah. He just said it does not work on a talk show, and he was right, because as soon as it got political on talk shows, nobody watches them anymore. Those shows have no viewers anymore. Oh, they really don't. <clears throat> it's well, because it's like, they I got wonder, political. They, they always talk about um, – hold on. I'm going to pull up. They always talk about how everyone's watching, like, the clips on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how many views they actually get. Also, I mean, you have to wonder how many of these views are even real. It's like, you know, oh, if there's 100 million views, but how many of them are, like, you know, the uh, the botnet over at CBS or whatever clicking on it so it looks more popular than it so is. So, basically, did they do a lot of that bot uh, Oh, God, work? absolutely. <clears throat> every every better. big channel does every, yeah, all the... Um, like the big movie studios, they'll bot the hell out of it. even smaller YouTube creators. They pay botnets to put, like you'll see people put out a video that's like 30 minutes long. And then 10 minutes after the video's uploaded, there's these comments going like, oh man, I love the part 25 minutes in. It's like, well, the video's only existed for 10 minutes. So how did you love that part? <laughs> well, that's a good it's point. It's because they're bots and everyone does it. Uh-oh. But, like, yeah, here we go. Late show with Stephen Colbert. Uh, 65,000 views. Oh, God. 100,000 views. 200,000 views. I mean, that's a decent amount, but it's nothing like it used to be. Not, Not even millions. Close. It, used, it used to be millions. Josh Arnold now joins us. You know all about watching Johnny Carson. I loved watching Johnny Carson. Loved watching Johnny Carson. And even some of the past shows that are on YouTube are, are tremendous. Oh, God, absolutely. I watch them on YouTube once in a while, and those shows are pretty terrific. There's no doubt about that. I just, I don't know. We were talking about the, the late-night talk shows that nobody watches anymore because they're not funny, and they got way too political, something that Johnny Carson would never have done. I don't I don't think so. I, I also think that John Johnny's Johnny Carson's stand-up at the beginning of, of each show was always a treat. Yes, it was. No question about that. I mean, there have been some great talk shows over the years and all the rest of it. I guess, I, I mean, you know, Andy and Tevin, do you think that your generation has no interest in that kind of show anyway? Yeah, I don't think it really matters who you put on late night television. I'm most likely not going to watch all if there's like a funny moment or something. 
I'll mm-hmm. watch it on, you know, social media or, you know, afterwards, but I'm not, it's not appointment TV. Yeah. It's just an old format. It feels like basically yeah, I it's like, it's that. time for a change kind of situation. Yeah. I don't know. They used to have daytime talk shows, nighttime talk shows, they had this, that, and the other, but the talk shows are just not going to make it to your generation. Is it? No. no. And, and with, you know, YouTube and other people that are doing essentially video podcasts where you can do that late night kind of style where you can but you can actually be funny and speak your mind and not feel like it's very corporate so you can find shows like that on on youtube that are very popular like the tom bernard show oh yeah exactly it no question about it so so tevin you, you think that all the late night shows are are very corporate yeah it just feel it feels like corporate people trying to make a show about what they think it would be funny. Like, it's not funny. It's what they think you think would be funny, if that makes 100%. sense. Yeah. And whereas, so, like, there's, uh, it's called It Is What It Is, that is a sports show that these two former rappers made. But essentially, it's, like, them being at a barber shop and just having open dialogue about sports. And, like, I feel like that is the style, kind of, that more shows can appreciate or that are more popular because you can go on YouTube and you don't have to worry about you know, FCC or whatever regulations for television and things like that. And it's not a, a group of people trying to, you know, make a decision. It's just two guys going out and, you know, doing what they feel is nice, which is why podcasts are so popular. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I've got to kind of think of who I uh, who was on. Uh, and I think he was a comedian, uh, but also talked about, about sports. He was on for a while late at late at night out of out of New York. He did some man on the street thing brought mm-hmm. some guests in and i thought he was he was tremendous he was not a not a rapper he was a sports sportscaster um and he was he was tremendous but i haven't haven't seen his show i think he was on um could have been on hb hbo or showtime for a little bit yeah and i feel like the hbo and showtimes cuz i those aren't considered like network television and so they can get away with a little bit more. So I feel like the okay. more you're able to get away with on camera, you're going to be able to take a little bit more risks and, you know, speak your mind a little bit more and not have to worry about, you know, having that kind of that corporate feel coming down and yelling at you for saying something wrong. Josh, I got a couple of, ask you a couple of questions just from the headlines and the, the local papers, the wall street journal, all the rest of it. Uh, the Dow's down about 0.45%, somewhere in the S&P 500's down, NASDAQ's down, Russell's down, Bitcoin's down. Uh, the lead story in the Wall Street Journal this morning is Citigroup plans to cut 20,000 jobs. Uh, what's that all about? Have too many people. <laughs> well, I kind of figured that. Yes, thank you. I sorry, figure... sorry for, you know, <laughs> I, there's no real, you know, that's about as astute as I could get. They've got too many people for what for what they're doing. If you also notice, it's not only Citicorp is is cutting people. Uh, Wells Wells Fargo has already uh, cut cut people. Right. Uh, Wells Fargo came out with their earnings today. Uh, they beat the um, top and bottom line despite having to uh, kick into the FDIC, as most of the big banks did. Uh, billions of dollars as part of their fee to help bail out uh, smaller banks or also to build up the FDIC's, um, uh, we'll say, guaranteed insurance program should any other banks uh, go go out of business, uh, as happened a year ago with three mid-sized banks. Uh, And and, uh, Wells Fargo also took a... 900 plus million dollar hit for severance costs for people that they cut in the last in the last quarter uh there are and there are other companies that are cutting back on employees as well Uh, uh, google made some cuts not thousands of cuts but hundreds of cuts and they announced another cut uh today um as well uh, Disney's cutting people in their Pixar unit. Amazon has cut people in their uh, 
Prime Space, Am and Amazon, um, we'll say Amazon Media Space. Some of these people, at least from what I've uh, been reading, uh, many of these companies feel that they these people can be replaced uh, with artificial intelligence. That's the, my next question. Is this AI? And it certainly is. Yeah, it's it's AI, and AI or the use of AI is is expanding. Uh, I think there's another issue as as well because I've seen Target cut back on employees. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll go back to Amazon. Amazon made a, a big deal uh, that, hey, here's our company. Our company's policy is that you show up in the office uh, three or four days a week, depending on your, your team. If you do not want to show up in the office, please go elsewhere. Really? Yes. And that has created a lot of, we'll call it hubbub and dissatisfaction among, among the troops. What do you mean we have to come into the office? What do you mean we have to show, show some work product? We, we did very well working from home and we don't want to be in the office anymore. And Amazon's feeling or meant, uh, is, Hey, we, we feel that people are a lot more productive uh, when they're in the office. We feel that there's um, more that can be accomplished in the office rather than over, over, uh, over a computer, or we'll say over a Zoom or over a Zoom meeting. So we want you. In, we want you in the office. Do they uh, actually? Do they have a number for AI replacing people? Like AI as a freestanding unit can, I mean, they just cut 20,000 jobs. Can AI? Well, with, a, with a bank, that could be something totally different. Yeah. But I know with the technology companies, there's been big talk. Here are some of the things that artificial intelligence can do uh, to help you become more productive. And if we're more productive, then there are a lot of roles within the company that maybe aren't necessary. Um, and there are, I'll say a lot of companies that, and this, this happens, uh, and not, not just with technology companies, this happens with industrial companies. We've gotten a little too fat. We've hired too many people mm -hmm. based on what's going on in the economy, based on what's going on in our business. Um, and certain units aren't as profitable as they, as we thought they were going to be. So in some cases, they uh, cut an entire unit within a, within a company, uh, or they spin that unit off. It's not part of what we do. Uh, but I, I think uh, that we'll call it artificial intelligence. The use of machine learning is just is just part of a of a next step, and I'll just call it. Uh, We'll call it Internet 3.0. And it's it's just another way to get uh, people more productive. Now, bear in mind that uh, artificial intelligence, just like any other type of uh, programming that's that's going on or is available with the Internet, is only as good as what is input in. You know, I got it. It'll take it'll take a longer time for these machines, even though you have machine learning, but uh, a longer time for the machines just to think and or be as creative as as you are. So now twenty thousand people are out of a job. What are these twenty thousand people going to do? Are there jobs for them anywhere? Yeah, it might not be in banking. Mm -hmm. But it, there are. I'm going to say there there are plenty of plenty of jobs uh, still still available. Well, that's good, but it may not be in banking. I mm -hmm. mean, if I look at, for all I know, uh, it could be in government. Uh, so corporations might be cutting back. Government is still hiring. Uh, the last uh, two weeks ago, when the last uh, employment report came out, uh, you know there were 100 and 
90,000 jobs created in the month of uh, December. Mm -hmm. And I think a little more than a third of those jobs were in government. Really? Yes. Another large chunk were in healthcare related fields. Uh, so that's that becomes pretty pretty broad. Uh, there were cutbacks in manufacturing, cutbacks in uh, industrial, and a little cutback in uh, construction. But construction, you know, construction jobs could all, could also be uh, seasonal. I'll say that there aren't as many construction jobs in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. In uh, December, January, February, and early March, as there are in the other months, and I think that's that's true across the uh, uh, states with colder temperatures. Yeah, that makes sense. But, I mean, uh, government government jobs are are plentiful. Isn't you, don't, it? you don't see, Tom, too many people getting cut from government jobs. But how do we pay them? How do we afford to pay all these people if they're not doing anything? Well, you're not paying enough in taxes, Tom. You're, you're <laughs> taxes. You, need to, you need to contribute more money. Yeah, I got to ask you a question about that. I'm glad you brought that up because I saw an article yesterday that said that uh, obviously anti-DeSantis is what it was, actually. But they said that the poor people are treated horribly in Florida because of sales tax, right? Well, anytime you sales taxes are high, mm -hmm. uh, that hits um, lower income people a lot more than it would hit higher income people, yes. depending on where, where the sales tax is. I mean, if the sales tax, you know, the, the sales tax is on cigarettes. Uh, I mean, it's it's always it, it has been shown that lower income people smoke smoke more than high upper mm -hmm. income. Yes. Yep. So yep. that's a that's a big tax on them. If you know, if you're increasing taxes on on booze, well. You know, it may not hurt you as badly as somebody that's not making as much as you are, because um, you have a little more, we'll say, um, spendable or excess, excess cash. Would that be liquid assets, Josh? We could say liquid assets. <laughs> there you go, liquid assets. Uh, the problem I have with that whole deal is that Florida does have a 7% sales tax. But uh, that apparently it crushes uh, poor people more than any other state in the union, except for the fact I just went and looked at Minnesota. Minnesota has one of the highest uh, resident taxes. Well, it depends. So the, how it is is um, Florida has, I think, 6%. Yeah. West Palm Beach has 1%. Yeah. So it adds up to 7 Minnesota's is... I think also around six. Nope, it's nine. But no, Minnesota's is around six. But Minneapolis has one. But then there's also a Hennepin County one. And then there's like special extra ones that they have in Hennepin <laughs> County as well. And they well, add you, nine. We still have to. We still have to pay for pay for all the stadiums. I know for real. <clears throat> that is it. But how can they write national articles that say this state really hurts poor people when other states have? personal state taxes they have property taxes they have this tax they have that i mean comparatively no state is great for people as far as taxes are concerned are they I don't, you know we, go, we need we need taxes to pay for yes. schools bridges roads etc uh, and oh and i've, I've got to say we've got to have have um uh, police protection. There Thank you go. You. We saw you smile there. Nice He's kind of quiet. <laughs> nice. Okay. Smile. Now we now we talk. Here here it is. He... Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? 
Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Super Dave is is perked up. He's going to start talking about the need for more uh, law enforcement uh, on on the street. Why would they? Why not? Why why not? Why don't they just pay for cops the the way they do in certain other countries where it's like, you know, uh, yeah, I'm going to write you this uh, $50 ticket, but uh, if you give me 25 bucks, maybe I'll lose it somewhere. <laughs> Won't go on your record. Hold on, hold on. Was that Andy? Happy. Was that Andy, Andy talking about um, a little bribery? You know, making 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 donations, personal <laughs> donations. Yeah, exactly. It's a personal donation to the police fund. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I don't know. I just I really wish that. The national stories would tell the truth because it's obvious bullshit. It, it's ridiculous the point they were trying to make. Uh, it makes no sense to me whatsoever because all these add up, like, like Andy said, there's a neighborhood tax and there's a city tax and there's a county tax and there's a state tax. And it's like, good God, do you have enough taxes? No, it, 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 it it, Tom, it, it all comes back to we don't like this particular politician. That's correct. Uh, and we'd like a different politician uh, running running for office because while this politician talks about low taxes, well, geez, in his state there are these sales taxes, and that really hurts. That hurts the lower income people, and right, and they're not, and because of these taxes and what's going on in the state of Florida, man, the lower income people are not getting as much benefits from the government in florida as if you elected us because we're the party that wants to raise taxes on the rich and then we'll we'll distribute that to the poor all right so minnesota sales tax breakdown for minneapolis we got 6.88 percent for minnesota we got 0.15 for hennepin so hennepin's actually pretty low minneapolis has its own 0.5 there's also a metro area tax for housing 0.25 Metro area transportation tax, 0.75. So that goes to transportation, like I'm assuming the blue line is going to be that. Right. And then Hennepin has its own transit improvement sales tax, 0.5. So all of those add up to 9.03%. There you go. 9.03 is 9%. That's so what I thought. All these like little nickel and dime taxes from living in Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. You're paying like 2% extra sales tax just for living in that city. If you didn't That's live it. in the metro area, 
you wouldn't be paying any of that. But the political uh, the, you know, speakers and writers and all the rest of it, they just give you that bottom one. It's like, oh, if it's at 6.88, that's less yeah, than seven. Super like, low. Although no, the Minnesota not. tax is still higher than the Florida tax <clears throat> because the Florida tax is only six. Yeah. It's only seven if you, once you add in the West Palm Beach 1%. Yeah. And I'm assuming right. in like Miami, actually, this is a good question. Is it higher in a place like Miami? I would imagine so. Yeah, probably a bigger city. Let's find out. Well, this, is, this, is, this is good to know. If you ever go to Miami, let's see. Um, okay, sales and use tax. Here we go. Miami. Uh, nope, it's the same as West Palm Beach, 1%. 1%. There so you go. Still 7% combined. Yeah, this, these stories that these writers make up to try to influence you to vote one way or another really piss me off because they always lie. Always. Well, I've, I've, I've you know, with, without wanting to be political... As my number two son, Judd, says, he is Switzerland when it comes to politics. <laughs> there you mm -hmm. go. I like it. So, so I will say that I'll be Switzerland, but I did notice this, this uh, editorial piece in the Wall Street Journal uh, the, other, the other day. And, um, and I, will, I will preface this. Because when I'm voting in a national election, you know, my keys that I, I look for in a candidate is what, what is their stance on taxes, trade, and Israel? Now, I do get a lot of pushback from people about why aren't you, you know, concerned with, you know, other social welfare issues. But I said those are the, those are the three keys, taxes, trade, and is Israel. Um and of course, I get accused also. Well, you're only interested in the stock market and in money. Uh, yeah, that's that's my business. So we'll we'll say that's a little self-serving. But anyway, this um, editorial in the Wall Street Journal was talking about um, the leading candidate right now for the Republican primary, although he has not participated in any. Uh, debates um, was going after the second leading candidate, um, saying that uh, he was all about raising taxes when she was she was governor, and he pointed out that she raised gasoline taxes in in South Carolina and how that hurt lower income people, except. Um, the leading candidate did not talk about the rest of the story. You remember that guy, Paul Harvey? I do. The rest and, of the story. And that's the rest of the story. Well, the rest of the story is, yeah, she raised uh, uh, gasoline taxes, but also cut personal income taxes. So it was... Uh, actually beneficial to individuals, not uh, not the other way around. And uh, the leading the leading candidate right now forgets to mention that he wants he's he's the only Republican running on raising taxes across the board because his platform includes a ten percent tariff on all goods coming into the United States, a 10% tariff. Who is, who is going to pay that tax? You and me. That's correct. There you Companies go. Companies are going to raise their prices yep. to meet that, that tariff cost. For, and it could be the importer raises that cost uh, coming in, and I don't think the exporter raises it. And uh, that the leading candidate says that the exporter is going to be paying paying that tax, not the importer. And I'm saying, uh, sorry, pal, that's not how it works. So when you raise, raise taxes on, we'll say, uh, imports uh, or raise tar tariffs on imports, there's going to be um, pushback from the... Um, 
countries where you export products to. So that to me is a negative. So again, that's somebody not telling uh, the whole story. Boy, that's part of the deal, though. I'll tell you, but I'm not going to tell you all the information. You're not getting all the information from me, just the stuff I want you to think about me. That's exactly what that is. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. $6 trillion in taxes are at stake in this year's election. $6 trillion in taxes. I'll take some. It's a lot of tax money. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of tax money. And, you know, somebody's somebody's got to pay it. And that's you, Tom. That's yes, you. I do. You're absolutely I got to pay more. There's no question about it. And I, I'm just proud to prop up the United States by paying so much. There's no question about it. Well, I'm one of the one of these people that says I don't there's, there's probably one a few taxes you don't mind mind paying. I don't mind paying my property tax. Because that goes to. I'll say the county and supports mm-hmm. uh, roads, bridges, schools, and Super Dave. There we go. Another smile. I'm supporting <laughs> Super Dave Super through Dave. my property taxes. Those coppers. Dupa Dave. I, I, th- I think Super Dave is much better than Officer Dave. <laughs> Officer eh, eh, Super Dave. We like that better. Yeah, because the other Super Dave's dead, so he can take it over. <laughs> That's right. It'll work out just fine. Josh, we were talking about this yesterday. Andy and I were driving along because he had never seen Mar-a-Lago. So I took him by there, and he got a good laugh out of the fact that that, that judge in New York just uh, is convinced that he, he there's no way you could sell Mar-a-Lago for $18 million. That's ridiculous. Well, actually, Mar-a-Lago's probably worth two. 300 million i would guess with the property well yeah i mean we were driving by and i priced some of these houses and they're like five thousand square foot houses going for 30 million dollars <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of dough and so like, mar-a-lago has to be it's got to be a twenty thousand square foot property at least oh, God, yes, not absolutely. including the acreage right. and so it, minimum 150 million dollars i mean that that was that was a mansion at one point mm-hmm. and, and i think um, you know, now you've got, you got a country club there. I mean, there's, there's a lot of property there. I mean, that's, that's worth a significant yep. amount of money. Yeah. I mentioned this to Tevin and, and Brittany, everybody on the morning show, as you're driving in that area, you look at all these different houses, 35 million, 70 million, all this. So somebody gave me $25 million I still couldn't afford to buy a house there. I mean, no, you that's buy, just not fair. Buy the garage. Here's here's the, the garage. <laughs> here's the funny thing, Tom. When I was building houses down around Lake Minnetonka, if they gave me the house, here's the house, free and clear. Yep. I couldn't live there because I couldn't afford to pay the taxes. <laughs> that's exactly yep. it. Wow. A lot of taxes, but did what, you, what? What is the property tax on a hundred million dollar house? It's got to be like, well, I don't know. Like, what's the property tax in this area? Let's I, see. I don't even know, and you can find that. But I mean, it's just like, did you ever think we'd get to a point where you had twenty five million in cash, went to buy a house, and go, sorry, you don't have any. You don't, not even close. Sorry. No. Well, the quick question I would have, if you've got that that kind of money, why are you buying a? A single family house to begin with. I know. That's what I said. Go out and buy, go out and buy a industrial property. Go out and buy a a small office building. Right. Yeah. Buy an island. Generate generate some some revenue to you. I like it. What'd you find out, Andy? Uh, Property tax here is very complicated, is what I found out. Oh, really? Millage rates. One mil equals one dollar for every thousand dollars of taxable property value. I don't know what the hell I'm reading. That sounds like a lot of words to just convince you to not read it and give you more money than you probably. Pretty much, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this is. I do believe that the mill the mill rate is is it's like less than a penny. The only mill rate I know is bringing flour into the silo. (laughs) There you go. Yoking up the donkey. (laughs) Yoking up the donkey. Okay. I'm a simple Uh, folk. You know, you kind of wonder about that whole situation. 
is it going to get to a point when for you to be, you know, I'm going to, I'm very successful. Everything's wonderful. How much money do you have? to? Do you have to be a billionaire now to be considered, whoa, there's a guy that's wealthy. I don't, I don't think so. Good. I don't think so. I mean, the only, the only thing with the, you know, the billionaires air list is somebody wants to be noticed in, in Forbes magazine. Right. And can can run around saying I'm in the Forbes 400. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Now what's to me is very interesting with the Forbes 400 was that at one, at one point in time, um, most of those people that were on that list was inherited money. Right. Absolutely. It was Yep. no, no longer, no longer. It is, <laughs> it is self-made people. It's all tech people. Oh, there are a lot of tech people. There are a lot yeah. of, uh, yeah. we'll say financial, uh, people, uh, people, people running, running money, people who are building, building companies, uh, and building companies from, from scratch. Uh, not as many, not as much inherited uh, wealth. Yes. The Walmarts are still, are still listed. Um, but I don't, I don't think, um, the owner of Mar-a-Lago is, is still on the list. Well, speaking of Mar-a-Lago, I did find this out. So property taxes are public knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I looked up the property taxes for Mar-a-Lago, $575,000 a year. So someone gave you Mar-a-Lago, you would have to pay almost $600,000 a year just to keep it. <laughs> so that's uh, exactly what Dave was talking about. It's like, don't give me that because... I can't, I can't afford, afford it. it. Yep. Wow. That's yeah. a it's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Five that's, a, that's a lot of work you've got to do. Three year, yep. Yeah, because you have to pay taxes on it first. So basically to pay your property taxes, you have to make what about one point two million a year? Oh yeah, just, just to pay the property just taxes. to pay the property taxes. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, Tev Tevin's not even talking here. He's just thinking he's just Counting up his basketball contract and thinking, okay, how much? But ah, that's nothing. If, you I'm, know, if I'm paying, given, that, given the millions that I make each year playing basketball, right? If if I'm paying that much in property tax, you, we're not going on vacation. We're staying at the house. We <laughs> we, pay, we paid a lot of money to stay at the house. Right. right. Well, if you have a house that big, you'd yeah. want to stay at the house. Right. Well, yeah, that's fifteen hundred dollars a day. Oh, just in taxes so it's like yeah if uh, every day i spend here is worth 1500 bucks to the government i'm making my most of the time here yep and again you have to make three thousand dollars to pay the 1500 yep so there you go you need to know a guy for your auto repairs legal issues banking and more the same goes for investment advice you need a guy to help you be successful someone you can trust who gets results well i got a guy for you Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. I never thought, honest God, when I was a kid, you know, grew up very poor and all the rest of it. So I always dreamt about, God, if I could ever ha- own like a million dollars. Can you imagine how wonderful that must feel to have a million dollars? Doesn't mean much anymore, does it? No, it's not even two years of property taxes. <laughs> not on Mar-a-Lago. Not on Mar-a-Lago. I don't it's know. Fair it million, is. A million dollars is still pretty good. Well, you know, yeah. To me, a million dollars would generate about $100,000 a year of income. I'd say that that's that that would be a, a nice goal for for people retiring. Yeah, build up a million dollars liquid, 
generate a hundred thousand dollars a year of income, mm -hmm. I think that'd be you'd be jumping up and down. See, right. That's and the trick is to not own Mar-a-Lago in the first place. Well, yes, that is true. But he bought it for like seven million dollars, didn't he? I think it was Mike in the chat's talking about it. It's like the reason they call it that price is because it's based on an appraisal that happened when he bought it. And that's what it appraised for. So it's the 17 million it appraised you for. You can't do that. No, it's not how it works. It's at not all. how it works at all. No, the judge doesn't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, they, well, they made it up just to make them look bad. Yep. So did, did they have an estimated value of it now? Uh, let's see. Because it's worth more than 17 million. I can promise you that. I wonder no if it's doubt. on Zillow. Let's see. <laughs> Mar-a-Lago's on Zillow. Well, can, you can you request a be. tour? It could be. What's the Zestimate for Mar-a-Lago? Yeah. It is on Zillow. It is? Uh, let's see. Although this... Oh, it's only like a partial property. Oh, this is North Ocean Boulevard. It's South Ocean Boulevard. Oh, That's there why. you go. That's why. That'll be why. Let's see. South Ocean Boulevard. Uh, that is also on Zillow, it appears. Mar-a-Lago is on Zillow. 37,000 building square feet, 76,000 total, 17 acres, 12 buildings on the lot. And yeah, so he bought it in 95 for 12 million. Yes. And that's what they're talking about. But uh, this goes well beyond the Zestimate system, unfortunately. Oh, they don't have a number? They probably don't even have a number for its value. Uh, let's see... While you're looking it up, I will well, mention Trump it. claimed it's worth a billion, apparently, which is probably a little high, but honestly, it might not be that high. 16 acres on Palm Beach Island. Yeah. You could sell one acre on Palm Beach Island probably for $10 million. Uh, 20 so. million. For the, there's, a, there's a property for sale on Palm Beach Island right now. Just the property. No houses, nothing. Just the land. And it's $200 million. Yeah, that's insane. Is that an acre? Is that an acre or what? Yeah, like it's a little I bit bigger hope. than an acre, but two hundred million just for the lot. I'm like, okay, well, that's a lot. Is that, is that on? Is that on water? Yes, it's right on the ocean. It is Absolutely. all on water. Here we go. Property Sharks got some lots available for Palm Beach. Well, Palm Beach County. So this isn't. This is Boynton Beach, not even Palm Beach Island. Right. Uh, how big is this property here? 0.1 acre, $1 million. 0.1 acre? For an empty lot in Boynton Beach. Wait a minute, 0.1 acres, what is that, about 15 by 15 feet? <laughs> How big it's is that? much. <laughs> like, what? Well, that's, 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 that's smaller than a city lot in Minneapolis. It's 4,300 square feet. For a million For a million bucks, empty land, 4,300 square feet. Of dirt. And like I said, Boynton Beach. So Palm Beach Island, the same thing would easily be worth six, seven million. Oh, yeah. Minimum. Minimum. So there you go. I think billion dollars might not be wrong. Honestly, God, it's so funny we're talking about this because as we started talking about it, I started going all these different financial publications. Six trillion dollars in taxes are at stake in this year's elections. You got uh, deflation worries with some people. You got uh, the stock market. Oh, I should I should scroll up and see if the stock market's doing any better. Uh, no, it's not. It's still down. Matter of fact. Well, you're gonna you're gonna have the stock market down today. Market is closed on Monday for Martin Luther King Day. Right. So you're going to have a lot of people wanting to, uh, we'll say, flatten their position so they have cash available in case something happens over this weekend. Uh, in, we'll say, in the Mideast, um, or in particular in the in the Red Sea, or maybe the Straits of Hormuz, uh, particularly relative to the price of oil. I do believe that there's, you know, something happening with an oil tanker. Uh, there was a hijacking of an oil tanker. What? Yesterday. And the hijackers turn that to Iran. So there is the belief that Iran could be involved. Uh, so that could, that could create an, an issue, and the price of oil has gone gone up. So that is a concern over the weekend. We did have earnings starting well started started today with bank earnings 
Uh, United Healthcare came out with their earnings. Uh, United Healthcare beat on the top line. The bottom line, the stock went down. So a good chunk of the stock market being down today, other than people wanting to uh, raise cash before the weekend, mm-hmm. is uh, United Healthcare, which is a Dow component, uh, was down 22 bucks a share even though they beat top line, bottom line. But there was a concern that their uh, expenses that they paid out for medical procedures this last quarter was higher than expected. Uh, Then you've got uh, issues with uh, Boeing. I think Boeing has got some, you know, People are worried again about the Boeing 737 MAX and bolts falling off of airplanes. Yes. Uh, so that, that's that been an issue with, with Boeing. Boeing stock was down, uh, you know, three, three and a half dollars, dollars a share. Caterpillar stock was down, but that's that had come close to a, a high. Uh, Goldman Sachs was down. Now, they don't report their earnings until next week. Uh, J.P. Morgan, however, did report today. So they were a little bit better and they reached a new high. Uh, but I'm not a, I'm not a bank investor. Um, you know, my favorite Apple was up a little bit after getting they got uh, knocked and knocked down. Uh, last week and actually even this week with uh, several several downgrades before they report their earnings in a couple weeks. So uh, some of these companies, if you just look at the index being down, you have to go in just just like the headline that you started with earlier about taxes in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, being being too high, nobody bothers to to look beyond the headline. They don't. You're right. So if you look beyond the headline, the the market the the uh, Dow is down. Well, here's why it's down. But there there you go uh, with that. But earnings are earnings are going to be coming coming out, and earnings are going to. Uh, I'll say there's still questions about earnings. There's still questions about what the Fed is going to do, even though I'll say yesterday market was off because, oh, CPI was up a little bit more than had been expected. And, yep, it was. And what what makes up the biggest chunk of CPI? Housing prices. Mm, So housing, housing prices were up a little bit. Uh, apartment rents, however, have flattened out and are starting to come down. But when I looked at the housing prices, yes, they've been up over the last several months. But there was a little company called um, KB Homes, which is a large builder. They reported their earnings yesterday. And what did they say? We're selling more houses, but we're selling them at a lower Price, huh? That's very interesting. Housing prices for them have been coming down, not going up. So when somebody's looking at data, the data that they're looking at is several months old, whereas somebody were to look at, we'll say, KB Homes numbers. So here's somebody that's actively involved in in house building and those houses are now selling for less. So there's inflation is actually is not going up so much. It's actually coming down. Uh, And then today the producer price index uh, was surprisingly down. So inflation is actually with producer prices is actually coming down. I would like that's, to know that's why. That's a good thing. So interest rates, will, um, I'll say the Fed will continue talking higher rates for longer. 
uh, but I do not believe that they're going to aggressively cut rates this year unless the economy really stalls out or unless we sustain uh, inflation below their 2% target. I want to know why it is that uh, KB Holmes doesn't stand for Catherine Brandt. <laughs> well, you want to ask her. Just bring, her, bring her into the studio and ask her. Maybe it does stand for Catherine Brandt, and she never told me. That's a possibility. <laughs> there, there it is. She's hiding things from you. <laughs> exactly. And how and how long have you been married? So it'll be forty years on July seventh. And she's still hiding things from you. There you go. <laughs> Multi-million dollar corporations. She's hiding <laughs> from me. We got one minute. Any closing words from everybody? Crazy Dave. I love Crazy Dave, by the way. I don't that's know that's that from there. the Kentucky contingent right there. <laughs> Kentucky, he okay. thought that, that's what it should be, so I switched it over. So you switched it. Uh, Tevin, Dave, Andy, any closing arguments? <laughs> I don't think so. I got nothing. Yeah. Well, my, my closing arguments, buy stocks, buy growth stocks, uh, and particularly buy stocks that are involved in the Internet, which now includes artificial intelligence, oh, leisure-related businesses, which we like, and I'll say, or and buy growth, you'll do well over a, a long period of time. But of course, uh, there are always periods of time when, uh, when things don't go as well. And that's where you may have to make sure you keep cash in the sidelines to buy low when your favorite companies sell off for no good reason. We'll get it done. Josh, thank you very much, sir. You have a great time. Looking forward, hopefully, to seeing you in the next few days. Yep, looking forward to a crazy day, Tevin, Andy. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Remember, yep. on Tuesday, the morning show will be uh, started at 8, like it always does, but it'll be over by 9.30. And then the family show will be on from 9.45 to 10.45. It'll be magnificent. Got yep. to wake up earlier. Oh, and people are wondering about, uh, like, the uh, regular guests, Judd, that sort of thing. Uh, they're all they're staying. They're all staying. They're yes. all staying, yep. There's just going to be, be basically less downtime between them. Basically yeah. no downtime between them. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a very fast-paced show, a yep. lot of information, and you're not going to have to dig through three separate hours to find what you want. It'll mm -hmm. be on one hour and a half download. It'll be much better for the listeners too, no doubt about it. All right, we'll talk to you Tuesday. Thank you. Look forward to it. <laughs>